Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris, and if you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, welcome back. We'll keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broke, then don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at craftbeerconnoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. Along with us today, producer Roy. Roy. Welcome, Roy. Uh, Well, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Sons of Kent Brewing, which is in Chatham, Ontario. Nice. Yes. And we're going to be having two beers. I know. Big shot. We always do two. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) Except for that one episode. (laughs) We do four. (laughs) Uh, The first one is Juice Box, which is their staple New England IPA. And the second is from their Hi-Fi series. It's a fruited sour. And this version is with mango and passion fruit. Mm, Nice. Yeah. So to finish up today's episode, we're going to be talking about movies and our movie going experiences. We're back talking about Sons of Kent. So the brewery is located at 27 Adelaide Street in Chatham, as we mentioned, uh, which is just a little bit on the outskirts of the downtown uh, with McGregor Creek running behind it. So for those who are familiar with the Chatham area. So the tap room seats up to 80 people and it opened on June 17th, 2017. And the building itself used to be an old Cinema 6, and it underwent extensive renovations with a lot of support from local contractors in order to make that happen. Nice. Probably because they knew they were going to get some beer out of it. (laughs) Yeah. I'd hope they did. Worked it into the contract, I would suspect. All right. Yeah. So it was founded by locals Colin Chrysler, Alf Hunter, Doug Hunter, and Tim Copeland, who are natives of uh, the Champkent area. So they actually left the municipality for a number of years before reconnecting and coming back home. Aww. Right? And becoming the sons of Kent. Yes. <laughs> there, you, there you go. So, it's funny because I thought at the actual looking it up, I was like, oh, they're all sons of a guy named Kent. Nope. It's the Chatham-Kent area. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Chrysler uh, stated in an article, I believe it was, that uh, they aren't serious people, so we'd probably get along really well. Uh, but they take the beer, you know, making process pretty damn seriously. Yeah, so, so we get along well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all have priorities, right? And as long as the yeah. beer's done right, we're okay. Who cares right now? Uh, so Sons of Kent focuses on a premium product using traditional methods and modern ingredients, along with placing themselves within the community, you know, being a member of the BIA, plus many different collaborations and beers with initiatives to give back to the community um so obviously we've kind of mentioned previously that we enjoy baseball so just a couple of we uh, do don't we yeah a little bit uh just a a little bit yeah i think so so a couple baseball partnerships that they've previously done so they actually partnered with the chatham kent black historical society and black mecca museum to bring awareness to the 1934 not 1394 Mm -hmm. 1934 chatham colored all-stars who were the first team of color to win an oba championship with proceeds of the beer going to the museum itself nice Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, does anybody know like a major leaguer who was from the Chatham area? Yes. Not current, uh, but I do. I, I do know, possibly because I'm looking at it. Uh, did, did, dang it. did you know this before, though? 
Uh, I didn't actually. I know. I know. I did. Yes. So Chatham's hometown. <laughs> Let's hero, tell the listeners. I'm going. I'm leading into that. <laughs> is Ferguson Jenkins. Fergie. Yes. He's actually yeah. a uh, Hall of Famer. Yes. 284 career wins, over 3,000 strikeouts. I think one of only like, what, 22, 23 guys that have 3,000 strikeouts in the yeah. majors? Yeah. Uh, so his likeness was on the can art um, of Fergie's classic Pilsner. Okay. Um, so with proceeds from that one uh, went to the Chatham-Kent Children's Treatment Center. So over 44,000 cans of that were sold, along with over 6,000 pints. The total amount raised was just over $17,000. Another local company also matched a portion of the proceeds, bringing the grand total to over 30000 And nice. producer Roy liked the can art so much, it's actually on display in his dad's garage. I was going to say, I believe producer Roy bought at least one of those 44,000 cans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought one as well, so. Two, but oh, did you? I there didn't you seem go. to get one. So, um, yeah, me neither. Now, when you <laughs> mentioned, no, when you mentioned Freddie Jenkins, you said he's a Hall of Famer. Correct. But you didn't mention that he's a two-time Hall of Famer. Oh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame and St. Mary's Major League Baseball. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You didn't mention which Hall of Fame. Well, I exactly. figure though, if he's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and he's Canadian, he's probably in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's a pretty good chance. <laughs> pretty yeah. chance. He, he is in both and uh, yeah, had a, a, a beautiful career with the uh, Chicago Cubs yes. and still pretty active in MLB yep. and uh, the Chicago Cubs organization. So um, now an additional fun fact, because we just like to throw fun facts out here. Like it's just, uh, you know, they're going, going out of style. style. There it is. Uh, <laughs> the 1934 team actually featured Fergie Jenkins' father, Fergie Sr., um, who is, you know, a center fielder, not a pitcher. Yeah. So I can mm. respect that because he probably had a pretty strong arm too. So yeah, It's kind of like me. I'm not a pitcher. I'm a center fielder. So hopefully his father didn't. Have, <laughs> Wrong. Hopefully his father didn't have three thousand strikeouts as a hitter. Oof. Uh, Oof. I Oof. hope not. We I didn't go. Not. We didn't go into those fun facts. No. But we nah. should probably start talking about the beer, shouldn't we? Well, at least a brewery. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> so Sons of Kent has won many awards, including three at the twenty twenty Ontario Brewing Awards. So they won gold for their Scotch Ale, silver for huh Juice Box, which is one of the ones we're having today, nice. and bronze nice. for Don't Panic. That was a very emphatic hand gesture. Just sad to. <laughs> now we are we are we are doing a little bit of video recording, so uh, we might be able to piece some things together and put in the YouTube Absolutely. channel. And that might the... that might be it. That might be the, <laughs> yeah. that might be the motion right there. Oh, uh, that was the Heisman from Brett. yes, the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. 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 Come right. at me of all people. <laughs> yeah. So, no panic was an oatmeal stout that was released right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Nice. So, has anybody well, been to the brewery itself? Well, you yeah. know what? Brett's just going to keep going. We don't even need to be here, Chris. Yeah, yeah, one I man show. What, what are we here for? I don't really? even know. The, just keep the going. Beer? This is this is just Brett and Roy, I guess. <laughs> the Brett and Roy show. Chris, yeah. have you been to the brewery before? I have not. I have not. I've not even been to Chatham. Actually, just just passed through on just on the via through. rail a few times. Yeah. Oh, there you Interesting. Go. What about you guys? I I have not been to the brewery. I have been to the Chatham County area. Yes. Yes, I've been to the Chatham area, but not to the brewery. Uh, I had plans to go one day, but those plans got canceled. You know what? We can always make plans again. And, and probably cancel them. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's like the brewery's really not that far away. It's, no. you know, a, a good probably, I'd say 45 minutes to yeah. an hour. A little closer for you guys than me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. True, true. I guess but that I, means Chris and I'll go and you and Roy can uh, stay at home and drink or at least look at your Freaky Jenkins cans. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> All right, let's move on a little bit here. What, to the... what about Roy? Has Roy been to the brewery? No, no, Roy no. Hasn't been to the brewery. he has been to the Wheels Inn though. In Chatham. Oh, 
Okay. That's Not another fun fact for everybody listening at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Untapped, we've had, uh, let's see here, there's 95 beers that have uh, been created. Correction, 96. There it is. Their new release of Gourd's Smoked Porter in memory of Gourd. And do we know any more information on Gord? He was a lifelong resident of Erio, which I believe is just uh, south yep. of Chatham. Okay. Uh, he has a passion for lakes. He was also famous for his smoked fish. There you go. Yes. So that, although that was the inspiration for the beer, they ensure that it tastes nothing like smoked fish. <laughs> Good for them. Well, Good for them. That's a relief. <laughs> so that's 96 beers, uh, beers that have been created on Untap with an overall 3.72. And we'll see if that uh, goes up or down depending on the smoked fish. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Brett, how many beers have you had? I've actually had 13. I was actually surprised at how many beers I've had from Sons of Kent. Um, my highest rated one is the Berry Wheat. I'm sure, I think... Um, you guys all know what that one is, obviously, raspberry wheat. Uh, 4.5 was my uh, rating for that one. Chris? Yeah, I've had two. Uh, so I've had the 8-track pale ale as my highest with a, a 4.25, and I've also had the the berry wheat from, from them. Uh, Producer Roy has had eight, and uh, apparently great minds think alike because we both rated the berry wheat 4.5. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Tyler? Thank you for asking. So I've had the juice box. Don't know if you guys have heard about it. Like apple, uh, orange? <laughs> yeah, there it is. And I gave it a 4.25. 4. So. We'll see if that uh, rating changes today. Eh? Yeah, it was, a, it was a good beer. And that's the thing is um, I, I look around and see everybody else's ratings on some of the other beers that I haven't had from Sons of Ken. So I'm, I'm really happy that we're having them on today's episode. And, and hopefully we can get some good results out of their beers. And just uh, kind of going back, the juice box, when did you uh, have that? Oh, I can't even remember. Do I have to look it up? Maybe. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> while you do, you have the information you, on it. If you if you want to look that up, you can. While I tell people that you know, Sons of Kent is available in quite a few grocery stores and LCBOs across the province. So they've got some main ones. So the juice box is available in you know, I'd say most LCBOs at least in southern Ontario. Yeah. Um, the eight track. Uh, flywheel, um, and then some of their seasonals. Uh, they have, they have one called Spirit Wolf, Best Beer, uh, their English Ale, and uh, the Scotch Ale. Uh, yes. You might be able to find in some grocery ales, go, yes. grocery stores, or some LCBOs. Get it a gold winning beer. Get the Scotch Ale, and also the Spirit Wolf is a coffee blonde. Just to to for the listeners at home. To oh, answer Brett, I I had it on March twelfth, twenty twenty one. Okay. Okay. So almost done. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the data is. No, I'm just saying if you had it like recently or if you had it back in a previous batch, that's what it's kind of going for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, March 12th, 2021. Well, about, about one year ago. About one yeah, year ago. Yeah. All right. So in terms of Sons of Kent beers that aren't in the Gersters LCBOs, their hours at the bottle shop slash tap room is Tuesday, Wednesday from 12 to 8, Thursday to Saturday from 1130 to 8, because, you know, why not open up a half hour earlier on Thursday to Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 7. Delivery wise, Tyler, since you're a big delivery of beer guy. Yeah, I I pick beers up and I drop beers off. It's true. So <laughs> delivery for Sons Again is fifteen dollars of flat rate shipping across Ontario. Which is nice to see because in that way you don't have to do any kind of math and try to figure out where you are and what postal code, all that jazz. They Telephone, also do yeah. offer they also do offer free shipping over hundred dollars anywhere in Ontario and local delivery to Chatham, Kent, Sarnia, Windsor, and brrr, London on selected days with Ooh. a minimum $50 order. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, as always, is link their information on our social media so people can place those orders and visit the bottle shop and tap room. And as always, we drink beer on this podcast. So let's get on to the first one. 
right, we're back and we're going to have the first beer on today's episode. But yes. first, a big thank you to Adam from Sons of Kent for providing the beers today. So thank you very much, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Yes. Yeah. God, the heroes. And, you know, Adam didn't only provide the beers. He also provided a Sons of Kent branded hockey puck. Nice. So oh, we can go play cool. some shinny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, little, little twig and rubber? Is that what they call yes. it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Chris, do you also want to explain what happened with the uh, the beer delivery? Yeah, maybe a little uh, oopsie-daisy on my end. So, uh, you know, as, as you go to open up a package, you you know, you like to use something sharp. I, my my tool of choice is scissors. So <laughs> I, I was uh, open, opening up the box and I noticed when I opened it that some of the beer cans were a little wet. What? So I thought, oh, yeah, no. th- that's a little weird. Um, and it looks like I mistakenly punctured mm. one of the beers uh, that we were going to have on the episode today. So one of the, the hi-fi sours was punctured. Uh, so unfortunately, now, instead of four beers to you know split amongst the four of us, it's three beers split amongst the four take, of us. Can we just take a moment of silence for that beer? Yes. Okay, thank you. Now, quick question: um, yeah. Did you shotgun the rest of it? <laughs> uh, I did not because I was about two minutes away from driving to go get my daughter from daycare. So ah, uh, responsible, irresponsible, yeah. very much so. Good call. Yeah. So go back to the first beer we're having, Chris. Yeah, so the first beer, as we mentioned, that we are having is the Juice Box uh, Hazy IPA, uh, their New England, which is one of their flagship beers. And it comes at 6.9% ABV and 65 IBU. Yes, so this Juice Box uh, won silver in the New England IPA category at the 2020 Ontario Brewing Awards, as I mentioned previously, or somebody did. I think it was me. Uh, this beer is made with Amarillo, Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, Cascade, and Centennial Hops. There's a lot wow. of hops going on here. Yeah. That's a lot of hops, yeah. That's a couple for sure. Some would say six. <laughs> <laughs> so the beer is described as being deep, hazy orange in color with a blast of fresh herbal hops and juicy citrus and tropical fruit aromas and flavors, which we love. I think we can all yes. agree on that. We love to see yeah, that love with that. Uh, a New England IPA, right? Um, now, the palate is smooth and creamy with notes of pine and citrus. Um, again, kind of getting that IPA kind of um, pininess through it. And uh, this is best paired with... Mm. I'm surprised that I get to say the honor of what it's kind Please of paired go with. Ahead. But thank you, Brett. It's paired with fresh seasonal summer dishes, which really keeps the scope open because I don't know what fresh seasonal summer dishes is, but uh, it, it could be a multitude yes. of things. It's mostly because we still haven't taken our cooking class yet there, Tyler. I know. we got to get on that. Yes, we do. <laughs> so a, a perfect beer to have in February and March. <laughs> yeah, right? Get us primed and ready to go for summer season. Yeah. All right. Well, on Untapped, you can follow us. Uh, at craft beer connoisseurs and uh, on our instagram at craft beer cons now the overall rating for this juice box beer is 3.89 out of 5 with about 4100 check-ins so decent amount of check-ins on this one and a high rating for it too yeah pretty high rating as well so our craft beer connoisseurs friends on untapped have checked in this beer 69 times uh oh sorry 68 times says roy um with an average rating <laughs> says of, roy. and roy is always right <laughs> roy knows everything uh, yep. with an average yeah, rating of 3.99 from our friends so pretty good oh, rating so they even like the beer more wow yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, let's grab this wonderful can, which I'm sure we'll uh, get around to talking about it shortly. And let's grab our glass and let's get our hand on the right tab. Let's open her up. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Right to the top. I like that. Mm. Don't you like when breweries give you the full can? Yeah. Fill it right to the top. Love Nothing it. left over. Chris, I know most our listeners probably know what we're going to be drinking this out of, but do you want to inform them? Well, we're drinking this out of a juice box. Oh, yes. I knew it. <laughs> An adult-sized juice box. Yes. Yeah. Probably one of them <laughs> PC ones, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, we yes, we are drinking this, of course, out of an IPA glass since it is an IPA. Uh, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we guys? Uh, what, do, what do we see, guys, here on this? Well, let me tell you okay. exactly what you described <laughs> in terms of the uh, bright, hazy kind of uh, vibe is exactly what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, yeah, the deep hazy orange color. Yes. That's what I'm seeing deep, for sure. Deep hazy orange color. Deep. Deep. Yeah. It, uh, it's got like that, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like an orange juice, obviously, but like a, like a very dark, like it's a darker orange juice, which is, which is kind of almost nice. like, uh, an apricot color. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would say I've had some, like uh, mango orange juice kind of mixes before and it, it kind of goes like that or like, yeah, mm-hmm. the apricot, I think it's almost like that color. orange mango soda stream kind of syrup. Yeah. 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 So nice in color. I do, in mine, at least have some adjuncts kind of floating around and uh, some sediment uh, falling down to the bottom yeah, and sitting yeah. there and resting. Definitely falling to the bottom. Mm. Uh, on the nose, um, definitely, again, getting that uh, citrus um, juiciness yeah. just jumping out at you. Mm-hmm. Not getting as much pine as what they described yet, but that might be more in the uh, taste. Flavor profile? Yeah. yeah. Back yeah I'm getting the same, maybe even a little bit of mango in it um, mm-hmm. on the nose. Yeah, and a nice fluffy head. Um, oh yes, because who doesn't like well. a good fluffy head, right? Yeah, especially within a New England IPA. A good, a good pillow, if you will. Yes. Um, all right. Well, we've all basically had this before, except for you, Chris, right? So except um, for me, this will be my first time. So you know what? You go first and uh, let us know how you think about it while we drink it after you. Yeah. Yeah, we're just all going to watch you yeah. with intent here just yes. to see. Let's There's see. the swallow. and or, or why don't we all just taste it at the same no. time? No, 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 no. no. Go ahead. This is a moment for and us. And the report from Chris what do we got, is... Chris? Mm. Well, it, it, is, it is nice. A little bit less, um, and I've only had a couple sips, but a little bit less of that juiciness than I was expecting based yep. on the smell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It, the stats on it did say 65 IBU, and I say I would say this is it does have some more bitterness than yeah. you would see in your kind of typical New England IPA, which yeah. usually has less bitterness yeah. than a, a West Coast, for example. Yeah. Uh, I also find this to be uh, some um, New England IPAs can be less carbonated. This one's a very highly carbonated uh, New England. Mm-hmm. In my yeah, opinion. it is very highly yeah. carbonated. Um, the description of the mouthfeel. I don't know if you're kind of getting that creaminess, the uh, the after kind of cream, if you will, of of the swallow on it, um, on the swallow. Is it, it kind of just lingers around a little bit, which, again, it's not a bad thing. Um, I just think that it does have that kind of more of a mouthfeel. It's not just a, a, a straight down and that's it, next sip, move on. It, it does have kind of yeah. more of a texture to it. Mm-hmm. Well, the mouthfeel that I'm getting is a little bit less creaminess and more to what Brett said about the carbonation is almost yep. that, you know, that tinglingness that you get in your mouth from mm-hmm. having pop, for example, uh, that, that kind of lingers there a little bit. It's pretty, yeah, pretty carbonated. 
Yeah. But all, all the flavors are coming through. I oh, for say. sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm getting more of the pininess, um, <laughs> more than I remember from the last one. I, I, I'm trying to go back to that March 21st, 2021 or March 12th. I think trying to think of where you were in time. Yeah. Relive <laughs> the moment. But I, I do feel that this has, uh, more of a, more piney than I, I, I remember. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's, um, again, a well-balanced kind of beer, mm-hmm. um, for maybe a juice box title, you you really want those juices to be kind of hitting you, and um, yeah. I, I'm getting that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's yeah. I will it's say so there is, um, and this is typical in a lot of New Englands, but uh, there's a lot of lacing on the uh, glass as well. At least on my end, it looks like yeah, Producer Roy is the there. same. Yeah, I'm uh, not I'm not yeah. down, down far enough. So Tyler needs to get there, and mm-hmm. while he gets there, I will uh, hit up the top five flavor profiles. Uh, so number one, um, kind of makes sense because it is called the juice box, uh, juicy. Yeah, Good. yeah, I think it's I think it's fairly juicy. Okay, on my my side, Chris. Yeah. Anything that? Yeah. Uh, number two, hoppy. Yeah, I I would say it it is definitely hoppy. I'm getting a lot of a lot of hops in your face with this one. Okay, uh, citrus. Number three, sorry. Yeah, I mean it, it's got that citrus kind of punch to it. Uh, yeah. four fruity. Now, do we want to go a little bit more in depth in terms of the fruitiness or no? Yeah, I, here's the thing is I think personally I would add in more of the pine aspect, um, at that, at that kind of point in time, because we already do talk about juicy. We talk about uh, citrus. I feel like it's, we're almost doing a disservice to, to the top five flavor profiles on this one, um, by adding another fruity in there, but that, that's just my input. Yes. And, and number five, yeah. um, uh, does Chris have anything to say on that? Maybe? Uh, no, no, he doesn't. No, okay. Kidding. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I mean, I would agree. I don't think there's any one fruit that's kind of jumping out, mm-hmm. uh, at me. So I think, if we were to say fruity, um, you know, just having it broad like that is mm-hmm. is appropriate. Little mishmash of fruit. And number yeah. five, smooth. Does this go down smooth? Mm, I, personally, I wouldn't have it in in my top five. Okay, I would say that. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think it's a, a very think it's smooth, smooth beer. Yeah, I think it's uh, the one smooth. thing I guess um, is that none of us have had it on tap before. When, with an exception of a little taste that producer Roy had a long, long time ago. But I think he also had a lot of tasters that night. So yeah. we can never really confirm nor deny what he felt that uh, about it. But um, I think maybe this, having it on tap would be nice and makes uh, motivates us to get down to Sons of Kent and have it on tap. Yeah, it's a great beer. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So, And it uh, will be there because it's their basically flagship beer. So. It yeah. probably will be there all the time. And speaking yeah. of things that are on tap, untapped. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, let's get some user thoughts on this. And Chris, uh, I'm going to segue to you because you're the very first one. I do. So the first one comes from TWL, uh, and the handle is Papat65. All right. So on June 26th said, the kids are not getting these juice boxes. Uh, I would agree with that. So uh, (laughs) uh, I guess we'll call them TWL. Gave it a 4.5 out of 5. You know, I really like that they're promoting... Uh, not giving the kids these juice boxes because it does make sense. Um, these juice boxes don't come in a package of, uh, what, eight or ten at a time? I should know I have a child, but... Just, oh, well, you know what? It's one of those things, when we go to this grocery store, she'll get her juice boxes, and I will get mine, and my juice boxes will be a four-pack of this. There you go. I'm... Uh... <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that there actually isn't any more to kind of go off of in this one. Like, like it, there's no flavor description. There's nothing else. It's just 
a statement, mm-hmm. but that, that's all right. We, we can appreciate that. So, um, I got the next one. Um, Brett J. Oof. That's not me. Yeah. Well, unfortunately that's Brett. Uh, the handle is Baron Jagger. If we're going to call it that, it could also be Jagger. It could be a soft J. It could yeah. be a hard J. <laughs> yeah, be. On January 15th, state the following. Hoppy, hazy, delicious. The atypical New England IPA. Stuff. Excellent beer. 4.25 out of 5. Yes. So there you go. Um, we, I guess, when uh, the script was put together, there was the two individuals that we used, and both were above average. Um, so yeah. we'll see what we kind of land on right now, right? Mm-hmm. So to start that off, I'm going to go with uh, my rating, and my original rating was a 4.25. Um, I am getting a little bit of a different flavor profile, if I remember correctly, from the first time, but I'm going to keep it as a 4.25 because um, just because it's different doesn't mean it can't also be the same. True. Very true. So um, I think I'm going to be you know, generally lower than than you guys on this one. Uh, like I mentioned, I haven't had this beer before, and when I, you know, see juice box, I'm kind of expecting a ton of juiciness, and I'm not quite getting it. Um, so I'm going to go with a 3.5 on this one. Yeah, very fair. Uh, for me, I've rated this one a four previously, and I'm going to stick with that four. Uh, I think just a little bit of uh, overcarbonation is kind of holding it back from all the flavors shining through a little bit more. Um, yeah. And for producer Roy. He originally gave it a four at the London Food and Wine Show on January 19th of 2020 in a taster, as previously mentioned, but now has gone higher. Oh, see? Yes. Okay. He's gone higher. That's correct. To a whopping 4.25 because he got the full 473 milliliters in the can. Yeah. And see, that's the thing, right? And um, I, I think we can kind of respect that between the taster size and you do get a little bit, but um, you get a little bit more and and sometimes that opens up the flavor profile of the beer a bit more. Um, so overall, I guess we'll get to that, is our untapped score is going to be a 4.0. Oh, no rounding needed. There no, you go. she's straight up easy. Straight up four. Sounds good. Well, we're going to finish our pack of juice boxes and we're going to move on to beer number two. All right, we have wheezed the juice out of the juice box. Um, so for our listeners, if the, the can <laughs> Give a does context, say that, yeah. yeah, we didn't mention anything about the can in the last segment. So uh, it's true. It does and it wasn't a can, not in a juice. box, just for everybody out there. Yeah, it was not beer in a box. Part. I'd never heard of. No, wine in might, a box, maybe. Yes, <laughs> might be an opportunity there, boys. Beer in a box. Oh, there you maybe. go. Anyway, let's move on to this one. Yeah, so we are having another beer on the episode. Amazing. And the second beer we're having is from uh, Sons of Kent's Hi Fi Sour Series, and this one is the Mango Pineapple version, or sorry, Mango Passion Fruit version. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, it says pineapple on there. I think Man, that's a whoever n- re- uh, writes this this stuff needs to probably proofread. Yeah, I mean a little bit let's quick play, there. Let's Brett. Blame it on on Roy, maybe. So I think so. You know what? I put it on bread. I put it on bread. That, no, that's I, on I put it on Roy. All right, so this beer is described as being tart and refreshing with a huge punch of flavor, and that flavor might be a passion fruit. Could maybe not a little mango. Be. Could be. Yes, it's passion fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can confirm. Oh, uh, so it will have a high carbonation, light body, and bitterness will be low, as explained by the two I've used. Uh, And the aroma is going to be apparently pleasant because, you know, 
I like a good aroma in a beer, and if the aroma is not good, and we talked about this uh, previously in a producer special, uh, it kind of give devalues the beer a little bit. So hopefully the aroma in this beer will be uh, quite lovely. So Chris, yeah. I'm going to take this next uh, part here, if you don't mind. Sure. Thank you. So on Untapped, there are actually 152 check-ins with an average rating of 3.77. So when we actually wrote the script, uh, either Roy slash, slash Brett on that, we uh, had 148 check-ins with an average rating of 3.79. So we did see an increase of four check-ins and a decrease of 0.02 in the ball caps out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, I mean, you can go ahead with the next point, Chris, if you like. Yeah, so out of our craft beer connoisseurs' friends, there have been 10 check-ins to this beer, uh, and they've given an average rating of 3.75 out of 5. Um, and one thing I think I forgot to mention is that this beer has uh, 4.8% uh, ABV, and then Brett, right. you mentioned uh, that it comes in with two IBUs. Yes, yes. That's nice. You don't want to forget any of those IBUs. No, no or those, the alcohol those, percentage those as well. Neither one. Vital of stats. Granted, yeah. the more beers you have, sometimes you forget the alcohol percentages involved with it. <laughs> For sure. Anyway, Tyler. All right. Well, uh, before we continue on here, uh, it is probably nice to mention this just because it's it's consistent, but there are five, five out of five ratings. So uh, that's kind of cool. But what I'm going to ask is everybody grab their glass, grab their can, and let's Open her up. Excellent. Yes, excellent. Very, very nice, very nice. Chris, what are we I, drinking out of here? Well, I will say this is another can filled to the brim, which is nice. Um, so this is a sour, so we are drinking it out of a tulip glass. So you could drink it out of a tulip or a chalice or a snifter. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Okay. Nice. Is it just me or does it look like the juice box? <laughs> Yeah, it does look quite, quite <laughs> it, similar, actually. It looks maybe a little bit more darker than that. Now, we are talking about different size cans here, aren't yes, we? Yes, it's true. So this is actually a 355 milliliter can. The first one was 473, just for our listeners out there. Because... Yeah. You want to describe this one, maybe? Oh, yeah, let's get oh, it out of the way not, first. Let's not miss that yeah. opportunity. Um, the old hi-fi, again, just uh, five colors of the triangle. Yellow, uh, red, uh, burgundy, uh, dark blue, and a light blue. Very nice. That's all. Yeah. Is there any uh, fun sayings on there or no? Um, it does have a nice diagram of the, I believe Chatham's got to be a city, right? City of Chatham's got to yeah. be big enough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's got a nice diagram of Chatham. Uh, it also tells you um, that, well, you know what? It has ingredients of water, barley, hops, mango, passion fruit, and yeast. There you go. Because there, there is, is no pineapple in this beer. Yeah. It is passion fruit. I repeat, passion fruit. So on the nose... This beer, wait, wait, slaps of mango. There's uh, a little bit remember of. Remember when I told you pleasant aroma? A, a, a clap back, uh, callback to uh, season one. I think uh, episode one. Episode yeah, one. That was our first episode, yeah. It was. So uh, it does just slam full of mango, which uh, we've discussed this in the past. Um, mango is sometimes a difficult fruit to kind of um, smell and or taste, but on the nose, huge mango hit. Yes, yeah, I definitely definitely. Uh, definitely agree with you there. It, the aroma on this is hitting you, like literally splashing you in the face with mango juice, not out of a juice box, but just uh, makes you want to drink this beer and just 
devouring. Yeah, this is like strong mango puree. Like this is Absolutely. straight from from mango. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of of you know puree at the bottom of the can when I poured it, I got a little bit of some some chunkiness. So definitely some puree kind of lingering in the bottom of my can at least. Yes. Nice. And, and just, just sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 please. Uh, so just I'm letting you know for our listeners, uh, there's actually four hi-fi editions out there. We are obviously having the mango passion fruit. One of them, um, you know, did not make it. Um, also uh, a triple berry. Uh, one of them did also not make either the podcast or our mouse because Chris... You did it. Yeah, you cut that one too. Slice and dice the yep. fruit. Yep. Rest uh, in also, peace. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hibiscus pomegranate uh, and pineapple tangerine. So triple berry was a 3.72. Uh, hibiscus pomegranate was 3.77 and pineapple tangerine a 3.61. Nice. So um, again, we kind of just take a look at the beer. We've discussed kind of the color. Obviously, um, with this one here, there's there's no head. There's no head retention. There's no lacing, I would assume, through it, um, being more yeah. of a sour. And um, again, you, I'm getting that mango uh, passion fruit on the nose. If you take a look at the bottom of your tulip glass, look at the nucleation on that. Do you see it? No, I don't, actually, to be completely honest. Look at mine. Oh, yeah. Yours is a little bit different. You do have a little oh, bit more. Mr. Roy bit getting a good look in there. Yep. Carbonation. Yeah. On. So, my, my beer is a little bit too, uh, like, you can't see through it enough to really see kind of what the carbonation is going on. But they I did said, look mention at the bottom. That, like, if you lift it up and then look at the bottom of no, your glass. I think, I think Brett's glass is actually doing a little bit different work on this one, uh, to yeah. be completely honest. Because it's it's in a bit of a, more of a tulip glass um, kind of style. Which is what you should be drinking out of. But, but they they did mention that it would be it's a high carbonation beer, so yeah. it makes sense yes. that you're yeah. seeing That's a lot right. of that. I'm just right. saying it, it it's it's holding its kind of carbonation retention more on Correct. the bottom of yeah. of the two of glass than in more of a sniffer glass is, is where I'm going yes. with this. Um, let's get to the top five flavor profiles once we start tasting it. So let's So can't have a flavor profile without tasting it. Exactly. So as I was uh, proceeding to discuss here, let's get into it a little bit. Oh, uh, you kill me. Good lord. All right. Mm. That is a straight fire mango. <laughs> no, taste yeah. as well. Mango, mango puree, as you mentioned, yes. Yeah, this lots of mango, lots of yes, carbonation. Uh, carbonation as well, right? Uh, like, yeah. Uh, I, I think that juice box IPA was, like we said, a little bit overcarbonated. There's similar amounts of carbonation I'm getting. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's I, nice. I think the thing with this too is, is because it's not overly sour. Like that mango-ness kind of like pulls it back a bit from being overly sour. Um, I almost think that like, again, kind of you get that juice box kind of discussion that we had previously where you want that like juicy kind of feeling. This has that like overt kind of juiciness to it. Yeah, I think like the mango puree in this is taking away from the tartness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. But that's a good thing. For you, yes. For me, I, I would have appreciated a little bit less of the mango puree within it. I'm not, not saying that by all means that this is a bad beer. That's not what I'm saying. But it, I think it's just what could be done is a little bit more of that tartness, a little bit more mango, or a little less mango, I should say, not more mango. Uh, and maybe if they would have had more of like a ripe um, natural mango flavor versus the, the puree itself, that, uh, might have benefited the beer a little bit. That would be natural. Because like a puree, you're just taking a mango and, and pureeing it. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is that is it an artificial, or you can't artificial uh, a puree. But it could also be kind of like a syrup too, right? Yeah, I know this is more of a puree. Yeah, I think it's natural. definitely puree, especially with yeah. like we mentioned, kind of seeing some thickness in it. But yeah, yeah I agree. Like yeah, I this is a lot. 
less sour than you might expect from just even your traditional sour and it's not crazy ib or abv like we said mm-hmm. 4.8 but i'm getting almost no alcohol out of this like it's it's hard yes. to that's what that's that what I mean. definitely yeah. alcoholic yeah. yeah it it's it's very this is a nice this is a nice beer if you want something that again you're not getting that alcoholic kind of hit you're not getting that beery kind of flavor you're getting um you're getting mango and you're getting passion fruit on the back end at least at least i am i, um, I don't want to dictate that for anybody else but like it um comes in strong with the mango and then kind of levels itself out but it is it's a nice beer um the one yeah. thing i will say is remember in the first one the juice box it was pairs with a summer seasonal dish this yeah. would go perfect with a summer seasonal dish. And I feel as though we're having this kind of in the wrong season. We're having it in kind of like the dead of winter, right? Um, I feel as though like if we were sitting on a patio, wherever it could be at Sons of Kent, could be at a beer bar, whatever, this one would go down very, very, very quickly on a 25-degree sunny day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the no, thing. Is like, I, I, agree. I, I take a sip of this thing and having like very fresh mango, this this is like a very fresh mango and then follow it up with a bit of the passion fruit on the back. And like, it's, this is nice for me at least, uh, top five flavor profile. Oh, now we're get there. Yes. Let's get into that now. Uh, number one, sour. No, like, no. yeah, I mean like, uh, it, it, sure. There's a, a, a hint of sourness, but this is not an overly sour beer, especially wouldn't be number one. Yeah. And I think that's, it's a good point to mention, Chris, because we talked about this before is like that level of sourness can change how you enjoy the beer. Like if it's Mm -hmm. overly tart, overly sour, um, I don't want to speak for you, Chris, entirely, but you might kind of reserve a little higher of a score for it because it is too sour. It is too tart. Um, and kind of remove a little bit of that juiciness. Um, number two, mango. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. that should me, be number one. Yeah, to, yeah, exactly. To me, that's number one. Number three, tart. Uh, no. Again, I would I wouldn't say so. No. Yeah. Okay. Number four, passion fruit. I'd say probably two or three. I wouldn't go number one. Obviously, I wouldn't go number one. But I, it's definitely there on more so on the back end. I get mm-hmm. the mango up front and the passion fruit in the back end. And yeah. then number five, light. Yes. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that. It's a, it's a nice light beer. I, I didn't know this until I kind of looked a little bit further on, but I have the exact same idea as producer Roy on this one. What about crushable? You know, it's not in the flavor profile, but it, it kind of goes back to the point that it's not really sour, too sour. It's not really too tart. Is it crushable? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's crushable. as I mentioned earlier about the, you know, on the hot summer day, 25 degree, you know, sunny day. Yeah. Um, I think it's also crushable in what is it minus seven today? Yeah, I think it's crushable yeah. at any for temperature sure. for sure. Yeah, th- that combined with the low alcohol content, I would say yeah. definitely. You can makes you it can crushable. get dangerous with these. Yeah, yep. I agree. Um, all right, so let's see what the untapped users think, and then we'll get to what we think. A yeah, little bit more speak, so. speaking of dangerous, right? We should probably get into some thoughts. Uh, no kidding. Um, so the first one is from Dex T, and his handle is Dex Taslab on December thirtieth. Um, and I believe I'm going to say this correctly, said um, five alive? Uh, no rating, but did use his proper glassware. I mean, there is beers out there that are labeled as five alive. Uh, yes. <laughs> exactly correct. <laughs> uh, maybe we've he has had, not had that one. That we've had previously. And I'd say they're more five alive. Um, I've never had a five alive that is mango based personally. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, yeah. this this sour is too fruits so definitely doesn't hit on the five alive um, Too alive 
Yeah, yeah, two alive. Two alive. Yes. There you yeah, go. Like that, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then Chris, you got the next one, bud. Yeah. So the next one comes from Ben P. Handle is Gail B. On August 7th said, zesty sourness, but the fruit idea leaves a lot to be desired. Ben only gave it a 2.5 out of 5. So maybe got a bad batch. I don't know. Maybe. Ben was and, having it. And maybe uh, used the wrong handle. Could have been uh, another yeah, one. Ben P. <laughs> using Gail B. <laughs> Yep. Man, somebody has to proofread this. Gosh, <laughs> this is what happens when you do it at like eight o'clock in the morning this, on a Tuesday. This guy, is good old. God! Uh, how about we do uh, Chris with your uh, reading at uh, Crafty Chris thirteen? Because at least I got that one right. <laughs> yeah, wow, you've got my handle memorized. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so out of five bottle caps, uh, I, I do like this sour quite a bit. I'm going to give it a four point two five out of five. 4.25. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit below you. Um, I think just the mango puree is just taking a little too much. I'm going to give it a 3.5. And for me, again, it says it's mango. It says it's it's passion fruit. Um, it's an easy drinking. I'm going to give this a 5 out of 5. Five. five out of five. The first five of the season, the and nobody five. saw it coming from Tyler. Let's this is the first five on the podcast for myself. This here is a easy drinking. It is it is exactly like a mango. Um, you can have a very very um, fresh mango. You slice it up, put a little bit of passion fruit in the middle of that thing. Um, and you just eat that straight with a fork and you're good to go. That's what this is to me. It's not overly sour. I don't feel like this is going to give me any GERD issues later on. I could probably have four or five of these puppies. Um, and this is, as you said, it's a nice patio beer, but I'm going to take this um, as we approach uh, March here. So. Okay. Uh, Producer Roy, oh. I'm just going to give this, because um, you know you went on a little tangent there because you, you know, had a five. Um, did not give it a five. Um, he actually gave it a 2.75. So producer Roy and yourself, Tyler, uh, not mishmashing in terms of, uh, that's okay. Thinking. Everybody yeah. has different, uh, yeah, absolutely. Taste so, buds, yeah, th- this is a very high variance beer in terms of our, yes. our rating. It's actually very similar to, uh, the pantless and Petrolia that we had last season. Mm-hmm. We were all kind of all over the place, uh, on right. that one. So, but as a team, uh, averaging it out, this is giving us a 3.875, which, of course, we will round up to a four. Well, you have a five. You got to round up. You got oh, to. Yeah. yeah. So that concludes the review of Sons of Kent and the beers that provided today. And I'm sorry that the two, beer, two of the beers could not make uh, it into our hands. Thanks, Chris, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming up, we're going to have a discussion about movies and our movie going experiences. All right, so since Sons of Kent is located in an old movie theater, we figured, you know, it just makes sense to talk about movies and our, you know, movie-going experiences and our experiences at the movie theaters, right? Motion pictures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, first of all, kind of, you know, we'll do a roundtable as we usually do. Do we like going to the movie theater to see a movie? I'll throw it to you guys first. All right, yeah, I'll go first. Um, not overly, um, we have gone to a couple of movie theaters, uh, I was going to say recently, but pre pandemic, uh, which is, I guess, the not recently, not, not recently, recently at all. <laughs> um, and we did the whole like VIP experience thing mm. and that's probably the only way I'd go to movie theater moving forward. Yeah. Like I, the VIP thing in terms of having a, a beverage and a nice 
deep fried meal and while watching, you know. You didn't get burgers or nothing? No, no. Mott oh, sticks, man. Wow. Come on. I like hot um, Or popcorn. Yeah. Because apparently you have popcorn when it comes to movies. Yeah. Who could have thought? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely, VIP way, the VIP way is definitely the way to go. Uh, fun fact, I know I've said fun facts many times today, but uh, the last movie we actually saw in theaters was Impractical Jokers the movie. That's how long it's been since I've been in a movie theater. That is so sad. Um, right? It's just because of what kind of movie you saw. <laughs> well, I also wasn't thinking that things are going to be locked down, blah, 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 right? Yeah, like, that was February of 2020. Who's going to see the Impractical Jokers? I have no clue. The movie. Not even the show, the movie. I have no clue what that movie is, nor do I know when it came out. Do you know so what the TV that, show is? No. Like Impractical Jokers? No, it's like four absolutely guys. Okay, yeah. not. Look it up. It's like just for laughs, but like worse. Oh, I hate just oh, for laughs. Nothing's worse than just for laughs. <laughs> and so uh, they made a movie and Brit spent money on it. <laughs> and it was funny. Well, I, I, I'm the, kind of the same as you. Like movie theater, it's like, okay. Like there's different experiences that you can have. Certainly when I was younger, like teenager, uh, kind of in university, like it was more of a social thing to go to the right. movie theater. So it was more fun to go. But right now as an adult, like it's not the you know, not, not the thing I'd necessarily want to do. Um, so we'll kind of lead into like what our favorite and least favorite things about the theater are. are. So Brett, you mentioned popcorn. My favorite thing about the movie theater is like walking in and just that scent of popcorn, like freshly pop popcorn with like too much butter just hitting you. It's, it's awesome. Do you know my favorite part of the movie theater is the popcorn, the least part? Is paying ten dollars for said thing of popcorn? Yeah, but it's not. It's not worth ten dollars. Prices in general right? are just crazy at the movie yeah. theater. Like that's the one thing about the movie theater food. It's so badly overpriced. It's not even funny. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like that's why we do it for like once in a while, right? Like we're gonna actually have an like a, instead of going to dinner in a movie, we just do the dinner and movie at the, the same spot. But we don't go often. Um, Producer Roy says, you know, hasn't paid for a, a theater movie in a long time. You know, thanks to the Scotia Bank scene programs, not <laughs> not sponsored. Not sponsored. Hey, just so you know, just so you know, Producer Roy, you're richer than you think. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Depends on the movie, you know. He's he's not a, a huge fan of being with a bunch of others, crying kids, loud uh, people as well. But yet he decided to show up with us today. Yeah, and that's just it because we have uh, Chris and myself and one crying kid and Brett. Uh, so, so that's how <laughs> my we're... kid is not here. No, you. you no, you. You're, yeah, you're the crying kid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Why, um, whiny kid. Yeah. So I, again, kind of circling back to it for myself, again, checking my privilege, uh, I have a projector at home. So I have 126 inches that we usually do the, the podcast off of. And so uh, kind of moving into the next category, but streaming platforms, et cetera. Um, yeah. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Netflix, um, watch all that stuff. And then my, my television as well. Crave. All, all, all through, yeah, Crave. All, all through the 126 inches here. So why leave the apartment when I can watch a movie theater here? And we also have 3D uh, capability as well. I've never met a person who is more, um, talks more about his 126 inches than Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to his projector. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, in terms of that, uh, my wife likes choices. So we have yeah, every... Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll find out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> comes to when you get married. Uh, but okay. uh, so we have every single streaming platform imaginable uh, because you know because uh, his wife likes choices. Choices. Yeah. Well, if you can't watch Real Housewives of Brooklyn, you have to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Utah. Like I don't know. Uh, but when it comes to movies, um, haven't been a, 
ever since the pandemic, I've kind of lost myself in terms of watching movies. I always refer back to like the classics. I never refer back to like new movies that have came out. Yeah. Uh, my wife did though buy Encanto on Disney Plus without my approval for the old price of twenty nine ninety nine. Oh. But we keep it forever apparently. Yeah. Well, you know who we don't talk about? My wife and Bruno. Oh yes, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that twenty nine dollars or whatever you spent. I didn't watch it. I wasn't there. Well, if if you're pay- paying a monthly subscription to Disney Plus, but then you have to pay extra to buy the actual movies. Like, how does that even make sense? Why would it's you even subscribe? It's called Premier Access, my friend. See, I don't know. We watched it for free, so I don't know what oh, the heck Maybe it wasn't Encanto. Maybe it was something else. Yeah, it might have been. Oh, no, it was Mulan. It was Mulan. It was not. Uh, you don't talk about Mulan or Bruno. Okay. There you go. It was Mulan. That's what it was. My fault. Okay. As you know, I'm not up on the movies. There you go. Yes. Well, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, And I think because the pandemic happened i feel like a lot of movies have not come out that maybe may have come out if there wasn't a pandemic so that's kind of hurt movies in general but i agree like i would prefer to kind of stay home and and you know watch the movie on my tv have my own snacks that i already have at my house rather than like you said paying the 10 bucks for a popcorn even though it tastes so good um and (laughs) yeah just just kind of relaxing at home and and not even having you know the drive to and forth from the the movie theater so that speaking of drive yes yeah speaking of drives producer uh roy took his three-year-old niece to sing too uh back in the day um or you know stayed home you know long drive long commute uh didn't make the chicken fingers and fries though so, producer Roy not being, a, not being a cook, making dinner. I don't know how that worked out. Uh, but they get him on the sugar high and then sent her back with her mom and her dad because they can deal with her before bedtime. There you go. Interesting. That's, that's, that's the beauty of being an uncle and not a dad. That's true. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, well, why don't we finish up this conversation about any good movies that you've recently seen, whether that was in the theater, which are, you know, more recently opening up or whether that's at home. So I'll kind of start it off. Uh, recently, we watched the movie uh, Free Guy, um, which is yep. featuring Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Um, that, that was, that was kind of funny. Uh, and then there was the... Um, the Just Look Up movie on Netflix uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. I think it's nominated for a Oscar or something like that. But heard it wasn't um, that good. Um, it it was okay. I would say, yeah, okay. but not Academy Award worthy. That's a two point five out of I five mean, I, for Chris. I I would say Academy Award worthy is very subjective because a lot of the movies that win Academy Awards, actual yeah. people don't really like them, right? Fair. Uh, uh, last weekend, I think we watched House of Gucci. Um, okay, yeah. That was an interesting movie. Lady Gaga. That's about all I can say from that movie if you watched it. Tyler? <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, yeah, I know. Actually, the Encanto was the last one that we watched. There you go. And, um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But you know what? Sometimes you just put it on and you just enjoy just being with the one that and you learn you don't talk about bruno yeah there you go all right right, we're gonna be right back with our farewell in a moment all right and that's gonna be it for today's episode Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, 
and Bruno, because even though you can't talk to him, you should. <laughs> so from all of us, I'm producer Roy. I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the craft beer connoisseurs. <laughs>